The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Just with Sam and having Coach Parker, it's been very beneficial to myself and our room of like kind of learning the ins and outs of not just the Y and F, but the entire like group or uh, offense. So really good. Here come the Irish. What a run! Touchdown! Play of the year for the Irish. Hey, welcome to the India NBC podcast. I'm your host Coy Robinson. It's a pretty awesome day. That last that last drive, <laughs> oh my goodness! Um, I was in Alaska in a cabin texting my coworker Douglas Farmer and it was just like are you watching it and it was it was just amazing to see the physicality we see that word thrown around a lot um but I do think at the end of the day put your hand in the ground go win the game and after the Ohio State loss where it just came down you know to you know to to what our guest on the podcast today Mitchell Evans what you called a devastating loss to see how Notre Dame responded that first drive and then responded at the end of the game I thought was very very um it left me feeling very optimistic. I'm wearing white now. Took off the morning clothes. So look, we're back in the top 10. Fantastic. At the end of the day, though, we're here to talk to the players. You really want to hear what I'm about to say. So we have Mitchell Evans, the man of the hour. I mean, these games he's putting up right now are just really impressive, especially at the moment where you know the, the wide receiver core and the receiving options were a little uh, depleted against Duke. Big time matchup. What does he do? He builds off of that Ohio State performance to then have over 100 yards against Duke, and he seemed you know, largely unstoppable. So what better way to dive into this week's podcast than talking to Mitchell himself? Without further ado, here's Mitchell Evans. So now it's it's my it's my great pleasure to welcome in Mitchell Evans. You know, I, I love tight end play. Tyler Eifert was one of my all-time favorite players when I was growing up watching mm-hmm. Notre Dame, and I follow this, like, I'm telling you, man, the tight end you. Kyle Rudolph, Tyler Eifer, and of course Michael Mayer, and like you are just having a, a really nice season, huge game against Duke. You know, what um, when you went in there, did you feel like it was going to be a special night? Um, kind of going into the week, like obviously I had a good game against Ohio State, so I'm like, all right, you know, kind of getting some confidence. You know, we're we're rolling a little bit. I'm like, all right, um, trying to you know bounce back after a pretty devastating loss, so. Obviously, I, w- I was feeling it ready to go this week against Duke, and knowing they're a, they're a good opponent too. So I was ready. I was feeling it. And during during the practice throughout the week, um, you know, there were some plays that were kind of like um, I wouldn't say like, like scripted for me, but like you know, it kind of like felt like I was maybe like a primary read. Um, and then just the way 
the uh, the ball kind of fell on Saturday night against Duke. It kind of fell in my hands. So um, obviously, because you know, um, it's not like one person gets the ball every play. Like there's different looks at defense gifts. So like it's just up to Sam on like which defense he reads and who the ball kind of gets dispersed to. So just do against Duke, it fell in my hands. So <laughs> well, that one time you you actually knocked the ball into your hand. You were like. Yeah, a little. T- yeah, I didn't even, like notice that. I was just, you know, playing, and I thought he tipped it, but um, you know, Sam could have, you know, let me a little bit. Maybe wouldn't have that, but uh, <laughs> but you know, no, I love, I love. Um, You're like, but... give me some help, man. Give me some help. <laughs> no, no, no. That's it's funny because it's interesting right now. I'm I'm looking at you know what's happening across the I don't say the league. It feels like a league now. But across the landscape of college football, how you have a lot of transfers coming, even at Notre Dame, Jack Cohn, now Sam Hartman. And when I think about the way I was raised with wide receiver or tight end um, um, quarterback connections, it's all about timing and rhythm and getting those extra reps. How did you manage to develop such a rapport with Sam so quickly? Just like kind of when he first got here, like he kind of took over the program. Essentially, he kind of, he kind of you know, stepped in. He's like, hey, like, you know, I'm the quarterback. Let's go. Like, let's, he, he led us. Um, we do extra work on the side, like, throughout winter workouts, spring spring ball. We go in on a Saturday and just do extra reps. Um, and, like, literally sometimes we wouldn't even, like, run a route. He would literally just – we'd kind of get in a formation, and he'd, like, try to give us a picture of what he was seeing. Like, he'd be like, all right, just imagine kind of like – a, like a free buzz defense, whatever the play we're looking or the play we're running. He's like, imagine like what you would do here. And this is how I'm going to see how I'm going to throw you high or how I'm going to like, if you see man snap it off, I'm going to throw you kind of lower or something like stuff like that. So in the off season, like when we work that a lot um, and especially kind of now, like we, we, we do a lot of like fine tuning a lot. Um, that's kind of like what we call it. But uh, I feel like this year that's been a very like vocal point for like, with Sam, he kind of right when he kind of got here, he kind of he kind of showed us the way what he wants to do and how he kind of sees something because he's the quarterback, so he really ultimately like makes makes the offense go. So he just wants us to see what he sees. So we're all on the same page. Let me ask you something. There, there is um, I remember just in, it seems like normally the journey is like you learn your role, your route, and then you start learning your side of the field, right? Boundary field, and then you learn the whole offense. You know, when you were thinking, when you were working with Sam, you know, this this off season, at, at what point did you kind of like get to that, you know, PhD level where you're thinking, okay, if this, then that, you know, walk me through that journey for you over at your time at Notre Dame. Um, obviously, kind of coming to Notre Dame, I played quarterback in high school, so I kind of already had that, like, learning method of like learning the whole offense, and like in a way. So when I first got here, I kind of made like a goal of mine to not just learn the why, but like learn the YF and like, oh, hey, just in case if we're in a different formation, I'm running like maybe what the X would be running or something like that. Um, so that's what kind of what I did as a freshman, kind of learn just the whole offense. Obviously, it, it was a struggle at first coming from high school, playbook, college playbook. But um, now with like Sam and kind of Coach Parker now is the OC. So like it's kind of nice having – he's the tight end coach and the OC. So like I get a lot of like – a little bit of an inside scoop of like, hey, for we're not even we haven't even installed it yet, but like for Wednesday's practice, this is our red zone stuff, whatever. So that's kind of he's, he's like a whole day early, so I kind of get another day to prep, whatever. Um, but just with Sam and having Coach Parker, it's 
been very beneficial to myself and our room of like kind of learning the ins and outs of not just the Y and F, but the entire like root or uh, offense. So it's been really good. When you think about professional tight ends that you study, uh, who comes to mind? Who like who per, like do, do I study or like kind of like yeah, trying to? You study. Obviously, well, one is Mike because I was here with him. So trying to implement what I could with him into my own game um, as, you know, on and off the field stuff or just even especially on the field. He was a very, like, on the field, like, type of leader. He'd, like, he'd show you, like, what kind of he's seeing or, like, what he wants to do, kind of like Sam does. He's, like, very physical, like, hey – like kind of these steps, this kind of release, this kind of like hand movement, like when you're at second level, all this stuff is kind of what I try to do with him and take all his knowledge. Um, But in the NFL, I'd probably say, I don't know, there's a lot of good ones. I I like Travis Kelsey, obviously. That's that's an easy pick. He's a great, great tight end. Um, But, yeah, he's kind of – I feel like I try to implement like my game to his because he's very – he's very like fluid. And I'm trying to be like like smooth and very and very like fluid like he is, and because it works. So <laughs> yeah, it mean, works. You yeah. know, I, I um, everyone always has like the tapes that they watch. You know, like the cut ups of like this is what a route should look like, right? You know, I remember I watched tons of Jerry Rice clips. Like, right? I mean, the best route runner ever, right? Like, so, so when when you think about like when you're with Coach Parker and you're thinking, okay, we're gonna run, you know, a flag or a post or whatever, you know, an under. Who's the person that you are like, man, I'm gonna watch another cut up of this guy? <laughs> um we 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 watched oh god, when when is this? I think in the, the spring we watched uh Travis Kelsey cut up because like I said, he's fluid, but he's not even a tight end, he's a receiver, it's Cooper Cup. He is a, a technician. He he's he's a he's a dude. He knows, you know, the getting the blind. Same with um who was it? Um um like Tyree Kill, he's a technician of like just mm-hmm. we watched one with him of like or I watched one of him of like he just finds like the blind spots of people of, of corners and like gets them to turn certain ways. Like it, like I would say Cooper Cup, Tyree Kill, and definitely like Travis Kelsey were are the, are the three guys that all right, I've watched cut ups of that are are dogs. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's funny because like too when I think about tight ends, you know, obviously. It, there's that physicality aspect of it, but you know, like you said, it's just so technically focused. Going over to the physicality side, you know, how how do you think about when you're going on, like when you're pulling, when you're blocking, like what is that mindset for you? Because you're not just a like a, you know a receiver put out wide, you know, like you're 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 so much more physical, and you're like an extension of offensive line. Yeah, I kind of I kind of like the view as the tight end position is like a hybrid. You know, we're a little bit of a receiver, got a little bit of. O line in us, you know, we're a little shifty. We got a little bit of running back in us, you know. So I, I think we can play, you know, or like we're all like three, three dimensional. Um, but like when I'm pulling or like when I'm down in the trenches, you know, next to Joe, all it's pretty cool. Um, but like I'm thinking, like, all right, if I'm down and my hands in the dirt, like it's, it's go time. It's it's like I'm taking your soul. Like I know most of the teams we play, I'm going against the, the DN in front of me, and usually he's trying to take the same gap as me. And my mentality, Coach Parker's mentality that he instilled in us is like, don't let that guy win C gap. Um, usually is what it is. And like, you know, I kind of take that to like personal and take it to the heart of like, this dude's not going to beat me here because that's going to reflect bad on myself, reflect bad on the team, like reflect bad on the coach and stuff. Like, I'm taking everything like personal. I'm down in the trenches because, you know, I don't want to let my team down. So uh, when you're down in the trenches, down like pulling, kicking out, it's, 
you need to have a different type of a side to you, a different type of mentality because it's not easy. <laughs> yeah, yeah so. for a former quarterback, and that's kind of it's just so interesting because a lot of these guys, you know, the great great tight ends, not all of them have you know played tight end their whole their whole lives. Like you know, I think mm-hmm. about you know guys who come from basketball or in the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. You know, after college, they, they just kind of picked up football and and then really did well. Um, what do you think of like in your own experience the interdisciplinary nature you know that different sports or different skill sets that you pulled from the now it really influenced you as a tight end yeah uh the one coach parker is big on basketball so he always does some type of terminology like he's like oh i can't i, I can't think about the top of my head now but like we'll be in the meeting and he like he be like we'll we'll be talking about like a second level release like at the top of route. They're getting like crossover mode like you're in a basketball court and, and, and like in of like doing a, like a one two cross or something like that. Like he's always trying to like like kind of envision with basketball or like if you're trying to do like a fade route um, and like and, and envision yourself kind of like doing like uh, like you if you can like try, I'm trying to picture it like. You, you run and then like you slow down with the basketball and you burst again, like just a different type of release to get off like uh, the change pace, like uh, defensive back, like all these different type of stuff. He's like, he always tries to relate it to like, basketball. Because um, I think it's the biggest turnover, yeah. <laughs> I love that. Hey, so let's talk about student life during this podcast. We don't always just talk about football. You know, I really like to kind of talk about you as a young man at Notre Dame. So when you're, when you're there on campus, you know, what are some of the, the most special traditions for you that you just really grab you for me um i'm not i'm not a scooter guy so what i mean by that is i'm walking across campus like every other student you know i don't have a scooter going from the goog to debart hall or i have to walk from the goog all the way to bond hall so i'm taking a 15 minute walk just like everybody else um so like when i'm walking i kind of take in like the whole campus you know it's, it's a beautiful campus um walking by underneath the arch from uh, D-Bart to the Duncan Student Center, like all that, like it's just such an, it's honestly a, a great thing for me because I kind of take it that like those walks is like my time to kind of just kind of, you know, just kind of clear my mind a little bit when I'm walking. Cause you know, you know how it is, school, football, all this stuff, it's a lot of pressure. So like, you don't really have a lot of time to kind of like chill a little bit. So the, with those walks I have in between classes or in between like on my way to the Goog, whatever, it's very nice. I try to take that all in. Um, it's just looking at the campus. So, and you learned that so early. I yeah. remember for me, it was, uh, that was what the student body president told me when I was coming in as student body president. I was like, man, I can't do football. Student body president, all this stuff. There's a lot of stuff happening. And he's like, dude, you got to go for walks. Yeah, <laughs> he's like that saved your life. So you you figured it out, man. You figured mm-hmm. it out. Yeah. Uh, what do you want to do? Uh, what 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 are your actually before we get into that? What are your favorite classes right now, or just in general that you've taken at Notre Dame? Yeah. Um, well, now I'm a history major, so I first came here as a business major, wasn't really the right fit for me, switched over to fine arts, um, now I'm a history major, because I took a class with Professor Johnson, Ian Johnson, amazing dude, he he taught a World War II seminar, so I had like 12 people in it, or like, I think I'm actually like 8 people in it, so we are in there, and he just taught like literally like the behind the scenes or like inner details of World War II, of all the battles. And it was so fascinating to me. Um, so that's kind of where I found my love of, like, war history. Um, so I took another class with him, which he got me to become a history major. Um, but I kind of, um, in high school, I did a program where I did two years of being, like, 
it's like it was called criminal justice something i forget what the exact name was but it was basically like law enforcement and learning about like like ballistics the like forensics all this all this different like you kind of you know stick your foot in a little bit to see what you like but there's all this stuff about criminal justice so i've always kind of been intrigued about like what i really want to do is be like in the secret service is what i wanted to do um is like my ultimate goal or being the fbi um so being at Notre Dame, I've had, there's a lot of like contacts. Um, yeah, they that's, that's, yeah, that's been great. Um, but that's really kind of like my ultimate goal is being in like the Secret Service or um, the FBI of kind of any sort. And with Notre Dame history, to me, seemed like the best route to go about it. So, yeah. When you were a kid, I mean, that's that's an interesting. You know, mm-hmm. if I asked like a, if I asked you ten people that you know what do you want to do, I would never get that answer. So like when you were a little kid, was there a, a moment where you're like, that's that's it, that's that's me, that's what I want to yeah. do? I don't even know. I wouldn't even say it was like a kid moment. It was like you know I'm in high school. I kind of it wasn't like I wasn't like I watched the TV shows and fell in love with like NCIS. It wasn't one of those moments. Um, it was more of just like my fa- I, had a, I had a family relative that was in the Secret Service at one point. And he would kind of just like tell me stories about it. And like, you know, kind of like, I was kind of like, okay, that's kind of cool seeing, you know, the president every once in a while, that'd be pretty cool. Um, But that, and then also just when I was in high school, like I said, my junior year, I had the option or opportunity to like kind of pursue that or like pursue, there was a bunch of different technical programs and that was one of them. So I'm like, yeah, I'll do it. Screw it. What's the worst that could happen? So I did it and really fell in love with it. And now it's kind of what I want to do. So. Wow, that's fantastic. Well, thank you so much, Mitchell, for your time. And we can't wait to watch you this weekend. Yeah. And just keep doing what you're doing, man. And like I said, I, I love, like, pass catchers. And I think, you know, you're – I'm always like, there's Mitchell doing his thing. So just keep it up, man. We're, we're rooting for you. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. I won't let my active psoriatic arthritis joint symptoms define me. Emerge as you. Tremphia guselkumab is proven to significantly reduce joint pain, stiffness, and swelling in adults with active psoriatic arthritis. Some patients even reported less fatigue as assessed by survey one week prior. Results may vary. Tremphia is taken by injection six times a year after two starter doses at week zero and four. Serious allergic reactions may occur. Tremphia may increase your risk of infections and lower your ability to fight them. Before treatment, your doctor should check you for infections and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms of an infection including fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough. Tell your doctor if you had a vaccine or plan to. Emerge as you. Learn more about Tremphia, including important safety information, at tremphia.com or call 1-877-578-3527. See our ad in Food & Wine magazine. For patients prescribed Tremphia, cost support may be available. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. 
need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thank you very much, Mitchell. So, coming up, Louisville. This is going to be sweet. Unbeaten, 5-0. and no. How, in my mind, this is the question. How can Notre Dame address some of the penalties? It's kind of been sloppy recently, and I hate to say it, but it's true. It's kind of frustrating to watch some of these penalties. You know, it doesn't really like false starts, like silly, silly things, some missed field goals. So if those things can get cleaned up, then I, I, I'm feeling really good about the direction of this team because I know we saw the toughness. We saw the, most teams would break down after that Ohio State week to respond on college game the way they did, they did incredible. Now the next part, cleaning up the mental mistakes and missed tackles, all that jazz against a very good opponent in Louisville. That will be the key thing for, that I'm watching for. Okay, so we'll be back next week with re reactions from that Louisville game on the road um, and preview Notre Dame's next game which is going to be, I mean, you think of USC, Notre Dame. For me, my favorite rivalry is Michigan. But, man, USC, Notre Dame, it doesn't get any better than that. So at home, but be still my heart. So be sure to download and subscribe to Notre Dame on NBC Podcast on the NBC Sports YouTube channel or wherever you get your audio podcast. And we'll see you then. Bye. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.